it's kind of a perfect thing, really, because no one can ever be wrong. You just, as long as you're all going out skateboarding, having fun, then you're not doing, you know, you're doing it right. I think. You're listening to Brett on the skateboarding show. Your mother won't like it. I am Joe Hinson. And as you said, yes, we did, we did talk briefly before we started recording, and yes. How long do you yeah, reckon we, it's? How long do you reckon it was since we lasted one of these? Whether it got published or not, we reckon it was about a year ago, don't we? But, yeah, about a year ago, I'd say. Got to be a year ago since we last done one. You, you're quite a regular on the skateboarding show, so hopefully people have kept up with what you're doing. What, what are you, what are you current? So, so this is early March 2022. We've had two years of absolute complete chaos. And what are you doing with your life at the moment? Well, it's like for the last, like for the last like two years, I've had like pretty back-to-back injuries, so that's not been fun. So I did my knee, and then I did my tail, but I broke my tailbone. And at the moment, I'm currently like de- I'm skating, but I'm currently dealing with like a hot pocket that I've been dealing with for like six to seven months almost. What's what's a hot pocket? Like basically where the like where your bone like your two bones from your feet and your like sh- like in your ankle like pinch the soft tissue, right? And it just causes irritation. It's like when you hope it's like when you bend your foot up towards your shin too much kind of thing, right? And it, like, bruises, it, it bruises the soft tissue there. I've been dealing with that for a while. Like it, I've been skateboarding with it, just you know I haven't been able to go as mental. For the last couple of months, just because I'm waiting for it to heal, um, but it's getting better, and it's I'm on the I'm on the road to recovery now. I've been skateboarding for the last few months, but just taking it slow. Do you know what I mean? Keeping it a bit more lower impact than I would do normally. Um, we can't we can't um, we can't keep it too low impact for too long, too much longer, because I've got a lot of projects I'm trying to work on, and I've got a lot of like big handrails and stairs that I want to try and skate at some point so hopefully hopefully in the like hopefully this month I should be able to start like jumping down stuff again like bigger stuff and you know start filming again which will be good are you allowed to talk about any of those projects and what you're doing um I guess yeah we're just kind of I'm just filming like really like I mean literally me and my filmer Charlie are just going out like every single weekend and we're filming every like filming every day like Saturday and Sunday um like the the one of the new projects I'm filming for, which will hopefully be a new Dark Star project. Um, I filmed. I feel like I've done some of the best stuff I've ever done. Like I'm pushing, trying to push myself further than normal in a way. And is that? So, and would that be like uh, the 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 usual sort of Joe Hinton magic of of handrails and stairs? Yeah, handrails, stairs, like, I've got a few, like, bank tricks that I've been, like, well, some, like, gnarlier bank tricks that I've got, um, trying to get, like, more lines and stuff like that. We're trying to, like, make more of a, like, diverse part, but also keep it really, like, keep it really, like, hammer-heavy, like, because I'm trying to, like, I want to drop this new, basically, I'm hopefully working on a few projects right now, but the new one, hopefully, for Dark Star is going to be, like, the best of the best stuff I can do and I've really pushed myself for it and that's why I've been getting hurt right. back to back the last like two years because I've been pushing myself to the like where I feel like I'm at my limit do you know what I mean so it's kind of 
Hopefully and people will like it when it comes out, but it's a long way off yet. We've got probably another like year of, maybe another summer, summer and maybe a year of filming it, I would have thought. So I'm really conscious of that sort of thing, like, and I'm really interested in other people's awareness of their limits. Do you, do you, you know when you're, you know what you should be capable of and you know where you're at when you go out skateboarding, whether you're at like 50% or 90%, I take it, yeah? Yeah, well, like, I kind of just have a gut feeling, like, if I look at something, if I look at a big rail or whatever it is, and I have a gut feeling that I can't do it, then normally that gut feeling's right. Right. That every time I've kind of got hurt lately has been like I've had a feeling that it's not going to work, and then most of the time it doesn't. So it's like I've kind of learned my limit, and like I've learned when to push myself and when not to push myself now, I feel like, because you just get this feeling of like, I don't know if I can do this. And as soon as you get that in your head, like, well, as soon as you get in that head, I feel like with me, I'm like, I just can't. Once I've got over the, like, I don't think I can do this, it's like I I won't even try it anymore because it's not worth the risk of getting hurt. If you get what I mean, it's like I'd rather know I'm going to do it or know I have a good chance of doing it. If I'm 100% confident, I feel like I'm more likely to land it, you know? I was going to say, so is there a counterpoint to that? Is there handrails you get to and you're like, hell yeah, I've got this. I can do... Tr- I can do I could do more than just a basic getting on this. I could I could really trick in and trick out of this or something. Yeah, there, there is spots like that. I've go to spots and I'm like, yeah, I've got the I've got this 100%. But like, in some of the new footage I've got that will come out hopefully in a, like a year, a year or you know six months or whatever, however long it's going to be, will be like some of that stuff's like I don't know if I can land this kind of thing. Like right. you know, I'm really pushing it and rolling the dice and some of it, you know. And and, and what would it be about a handrail that makes you think, mm, well, I'm not entirely sure, would it be the height or the length or both or what? what you saying? It just dep- it depends on each spot, really. Like, you know, like if it's a kink rail, it'll be like, how long is it? How harsh are the kinks? Like, what trick am I trying on it? Like, you know, if it's just a normal rail, I'm like, well, how big is it? How tall is it? What trick am I going to do on it? Kind of thing. Like, am I flipping in? Or am I not flipping in? You know, it's kind of, it does vary compared, it varies compared to what trick I'm going to do, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's very, very like, it depends. Some days, but some days I can go and land something really quickly. The next day I can go and it takes me two or three hours of just dying. And do you have, do you have some like skate, uh, I take it, all these handrails that you're trying to get footage on and, and gaps and whatever are all, like, out in the wild street spots, yeah? Yeah, yeah, like, if well, I film the Instagram stuff, like, obviously I enjoy doing that, but, like, anything I'm filming for, like, video projects will be, like, it'll be all street stuff or DIY kind of stuff. It won't, like, I try not to just film in skate parks unless it's, like, unless I've got some transition line that I want to film, I feel like I can do, but I'm not the best at transitions, so it's, like, you know... I try and mainly keep it to the street when we're filming for these projects and things. And do you have a um, but but do you have like a uh like a, a handrail in a in a skate park somewhere where you can go and um like sort of train and get a feel for tricks? Like, I guess like well, there's my local skate park which is Water Beach, and I 
skate there quite a lot, but that's like not a big handrail. It's pretty like it's not. It's pretty fun. I enjoy skating that rail. But I also built some like stuff in my back garden, and like over the winter, I built some stuff over in my back garden, which um, I skate a lot, which kind of helps with all that. But I just feel like going out and skating really helps with that, and like you know, doing the tricks, getting them down on different obstacles, kind of like going to four or five different skate parks. If you can do the trick on all these different obstacles, you de- you can definitely do it on this like fifteen stair handrail or however big it is. You know. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at. If you've got somewhere where you can go, like experiment with some new tricks and go right. I know this handrail. It's got a clean run up and run off because it's in a skate park. So what I could start doing now is experimenting with some new stuff to get it ready to take out to the streets. Yeah, well, like, yeah, like, me and me and a few friends, like, built a skate park basically at my yard, like, where I kind of work and whatever. We built a skate park there pretty much from the space we've got. And um, so that's kind of, that was kind of designed, that was kind of designed to practice and learn new tricks at, you know, because it's kind of, everything's a bit lo- lower you know, a bit more mellow and like kind of, kind of designed not to be super gnarly. You don't go there to like, you know, you don't go there to like skate and it to be gnarly. You go there to skate, have fun and learn new tricks kind of thing. Right. Or do the old tricks, perfect your old tricks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Perfecting. Yeah. Perfecting old tricks is a, is a perfectly legit uh, element of uh, progression, I think. Yeah, because I won't, if I, like, say if I'm trying something on a big handrail, I won't try it unless I know I've got it on, like, a skate park rail almost every try or something, you know? Like, I kind of feel like if I can do it almost every try on a park rail, I can definitely do it on a street rail. Yeah, that sort of training is what I was on about, about, like, if you if you got somewhere for that. Because I think that's, yeah, I mean, we might come back to that in a minute. But uh, but this the the other thing I want to touch on briefly about like skate parks is what's your interpretation then of skate park footage? And I don't, you know, I don't necessarily disagree with you, and everyone's allowed their own opinion. I'm interested in your take on why you wouldn't necessarily want to film something in a skate park. Well, like it depends, really. Like obviously, the Instagram stuff. Well, it'll mostly be filmed in skate parks because it's super easy to do it with your friends. But if we're filming something for, like, I don't know, a Dark Star project or a film trucks project or something like that, I feel like, you know, you want to, like, the whole part of, like, filming a video is to be out in the streets using your environment, you know, taking, like, skating what's given to you kind of thing like you know you're making do of what we have kind of thing rather than skating the perfect skate park it almost gives it a bit more character doesn't it to skate something in the street rather than skate something in a skate park do you think that's which which way round do you think that is in terms of cause and effect do you think so many other pro skateboarders have done that that everyone else needs to do that now or do you think that's just so obvious that that's why pro skateboarders do it I think it depends. Like you've got you've got skateboarders out there that skate transition and skate, you know, gnarly skate parks, like gnarly transition in skate parks, and that stuff's crazy because you can't find that in the streets. But I feel like if you're skating a street obstacle in a skate park and you're trying to film it for like a, a full section, I just I just feel like me personally, I feel like I should be doing it in the streets because it just it looks better. It's harder, you know, rather than you know, it's kind of like. But I feel like it's different now. Like, people... There's pro skateboarders out there that mainly skate skate parks all the time. 
but then there's pro skateboarders out there that skateboard in the streets. So it's kind of mi- it's just a big mix, isn't it? Yeah, I also wonder what's going to happen to like the the projects of which you refer to as well. I mean, you know, like some of us still remember sections in skate videos, Jeremy Ray's section in Secondhand Smoke, etc., etc. But do you think there's still a place for those? I mean, obviously you do to an extent because you're working on those and you're and you're working towards those. But... Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's inspiration, isn't it? Like, right. what well, I, I like before I go out and skate, I'll put a skate video on. I'll go on YouTube or I'll put like I've got a whole collection of DVDs and stuff like that. Like I've got massive collections of DVDs and all sorts of like VHS. I've even got VHSs and like. I'll put one of those on or I'll put, uh, you know, or I'll put a YouTube video on or whatever just to get hyped to go and skate. It's like an inspiration, isn't it? But if it's on Instagram, it's a bit like you're just kind of scrolling, you know. But when you're putting the video on the TV or whatever, you're putting on your part, your favourite skaters to get hyped to go and skateboard, I think. So how old are you now? Sorry. I'm 25 now. So who were some of uh, your... Who were some of your influential video parts that you remember watching when you were growing up skateboarding? Oh, wow. Um, Stay Gold, like, the whole of Stay Gold was pretty, like, kind of like the reason I skate the way I skate is because of Stay Gold, because that was, like, was that 2010, I think, that came out, and I was, like, just starting to... I've been skateboarding for a while, but I just started to understand, like, I just started... When Stay Gold came out, I just started to understand the whole, like, like, what tricks were and, like what they were doing and how hard it was and stuff like that. So, like, I think Stay Gold, um, Flip Extremely Sorry was another one that I grew up watching. Right. Um, i trying to think, like, what other videos? Like, I've watched so many videos and I've got so many videos. Like, you know, I like Baker I like Baker 2G and things like that as well. Like, I've got them on VHS and, like... But then also I like watching like one of my favourite skateboarders and has been for quite a while is like Jamie Foy or you've got Keisha Johnson or, you know, Ryan DeCenzo. Those kind of people are the people that I'll look up on YouTube, for example. So Yeah, Keisha's rad. Yeah, and, he, and he's a teammate on Darkstar as well, so it's like pretty cool that I can say he's one of my favourite skaters and I'm like, you know, and I'm teammates with him on Darkstar, which is cool. And he's a... Uh... Sorry, I'm just um, getting a nice slurp of tea. And he's a thoroughly yeah, nice guy as well, Keyshot. That's uh, that's one of the nice things about him. Yeah, he's a rad guy. Like I've like well, I met him at NAF like 2018 or something. Yeah, 2018. And then the next year he come like the next year he come to NAS. He like comes to my house, like he stayed at my house for a day. We like skated and then we drove to NAS together, kind of thing. Which is really sick. Like you know, it's kind of kind of rad knowing like or like meeting people and skating with people that i look up to you know which is cool hmm so those so what are your current list of sponsors because we just hinted at a few of them my current list right hang on i'm gonna make sure we don't miss any out oh, he's got to consult he's got to consult the list yeah um so dark star skateboards film trucks Vitor Collective, Black Sheep Skate Store, Lakai UK, um, Titan Skateboard Tools, Skate Butter, um, The Hardware Company, FP and Souls UK, OID Bags, 
and I get um, stuff from TKC Distribution as well. Wow. So you've got boards, trucks. Oh, you haven't got a wheel sponsor there at the moment. Um, I get wheels. I get wheels for. I get pig wheels from TKC. So they kind of like it's nothing official, like right. with pig, but it's kind of like the distro gives me pig wheels to rep pig wheels here. Do you know what I mean? Right. So it's it's rad. Like it's nothing official, but you know, Philip TKC hooks me up. Like I've never, I don't have to buy wheels, which is sick. Nice. It helps me out a lot. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So all my sponsors help me out. To be honest, without them, I wouldn't be able to do it. I wouldn't be able to go through as much stuff as I go through, so it all helps. And your uh, your Dark Star deal is like you're you're properly on the AM team for Dark Star, aren't you? It's not a distro deal anymore. That's yeah, like I'm properly like properly on like the team. Like they welcomed me in like 2019, 2019's when I got wow. on Dark Star when I was out in America. They kind of um, welcomed me to the team and. Ever since then, I've been getting, like, boxes directly from them, and I, like, talk to them directly and so on, so that's pretty cool. Like, it's kind of crazy, considering I live in the middle of nowhere and, like, have no skateboarders around me, and then I'm on an American... I'm sponsored by an American brand, which is pretty sick. Yeah, I know, I know. I keep telling you, I don't even understand why you're living in this country anymore, man, and why you're not just moved out to the States, but... Man, like I, like, I love, I do, I like the States and I'd love to go, I'd love to go again. Like, I've been trying to go for ages, but money's holding, like, money's stopping me going there, really. Mm. And just having the money is going, like, it's stopping me going. But also, I like England because I feel like it gives, it, it gives the skating kind of a bit, it stands out a bit more in a way because the, my style of skateboarding is very Americanized. Like, I skate a lot of handrails. And in America, that's kind of normal, and everybody does it. And then they'll skate big handrails, and as soon as a new handrail pops up, everyone's skated it and done crazy stuff. So it's kind of nice being in the UK because, like, you know, there is less, there are there are less spots, but you have to kind of fix. There's not a perfect handrail ever in the UK. It's always like you've always got to fix the handrail, or you've got to fix the run up or the landing or something, you know. So it's kind of in a way. In a way, I kind of enjoy the crusty, like the crusty skating, like crusty spots in the UK. Right. So I don't think I could live in America, like because I think I could live in America, but I would miss skating crusty spots. Also, living like living in America, I'd love. To, I'd kind of, I'd like to spend my time between the two places. You know, that would be the ideal situation. Would spend yeah. like sorry, six months of the year in America and spend six months of the year here or something like that. You know, that would be the dream. But yeah, yeah, I can understand that. I can understand wanting to do that as well. Because I mean, it is a big, it's a big deal to move out there and like relocate your whole life out there and yeah, and like all that sort of gear. People like I don't know, like Raymond's like he used to spend a lot of time out there and like you know. But he'd always come home. He'd always come back to England. I think he lived in London for like. I think he lived in London. So you know, it's and now and now skateboarding's global. It's not just in America, kind of thing. So I feel like yeah. you can. And Happy Lintel, he like he spends a lot of time in America, but also lives in Manchester. So I feel like you don't have to be in America anymore to be like a sponsored skateboarder. Right. But it definitely helps being in America, you know. And tell us a little bit about film trucks because I'm not sure like how well they're known or what what the deal is with those what well like trucks it's kind of a um it's kind of like Jeremy Declan he used to run cliche right 
and like he now he runs film trucks and basically like he runs that for france and it's just a european truck company i don't think there's ever been a european truck company mm. that i'm aware of and like you know, we started, he started hooking me up with some stuff and that's kind of bloomed into like, I, like I'm on the team, you know, I've got trucks whenever I need them, you know, they proper help me out. So that's rad. Like having trucks is a godsend because I've been like, I've had, I've skated every single brand of truck under the sun and I think I've always snapped them, but yeah. I don't think I've filmed trucks yet. Okay. So it's kind of like, you know, I was a bit sceptical. Like, I've, I skated them beforehand. I was actually skating, um, I was skating another pair of trucks and they broke and I was at a skate shop and I was like, oh, I need trucks really badly. And like, there were some film trucks in the skate shop. And I was like, oh, I'll just try them because they were cheaper. They were, I think they're like £44 or something. So it's like, that's not a lot of money for trucks now. Yeah. So I was like, I'll get them, they'll tie me over. And I think I skated them for months and they didn't break. And I was like, oh, these are sick. So I ended up like hitting up, I hit, ended up hitting them up and trying to like, telling them, ask, like hitting them up and letting them know I'm interested in the trucks. And it's all kind of flowed in from that and they started hooking me up, which is really cool. Yeah, I think that's, You've sort of you've you've made me think about another question because I was I was thinking about like I think that's all right I think that's all right for you as a sponsored skate as an already sponsored skateboarder to get in yes. contact with a company and go just so you know uh, I like your product if you're interested in sponsoring me I'm here uh, let's talk yeah but what that also has has sort of ticked over in my brain is this idea somebody was talking the other day about um. The difference between sponsored skateboarders that go out and get on a brand and this sort of relatively newish phenomena, when I say new, it's probably been around the last sort of 10 years or so, of um, skateboarders that are big because they've got a big social media following. They may not even be sponsored. They may not even be on any sort of mainstream. Uh, yeah. or they may not even be on any sort of skate brands but they've got a big YouTube following or Instagram following and therefore they're making they're either making some money or getting some product from doing that purely on the idea of how many followers they got and I don't know what sort of level of talent they got but are you aware of that of that phenomena and if so what's your what's your take yeah, on that? Yeah, I think like like it's not I don't go out and watch like loads of like those YouTube skaters like but if a video comes up like I think they they're rad like a lot of them are really good and it's just another way, it's just another form of like, you know, doing skateboarding at the end of the day. It's like they're rather than having a company put their content out, they're doing it themselves. Right. Which is kind of like, you know, which what with all what I've done, what everybody's done, what everyone's doing on Instagram, they're just doing that, but they're they're making money off it, you know. So it's like it's not really my thing. I wouldn't like make a YouTube channel like and do videos like film videos you know talking and like vlogs and things like that but I think if you can do that kind of stuff like I think it's rad because at the end of the day it's like it's just it's more skateboarding content isn't it like you can like it might even help get little kids into skateboarding like it all helps because like I know I've speak to loads of people at skate parks and they're like oh I started skateboarding because I saw like was it braille like you know, they saw a Braille video and they started skateboarding, which I think's rad. Like, you know, it's kind of if it's helping skateboarding, I think it's rad. Like, all, all skateboarding is rad, I think. Like, 
Yeah. Doesn't matter where it is or what it is. If you're skateboarding, having fun, I think that's all that matters, really. Yeah, I think that is a very valid point. And um, I mean, in terms of things that are inspiring new people to take up skateboarding, did you watch the Olympics last year? And what did you make of all that caper? Yeah, I watched the Olympics. I thought it was sick. Like, yeah, again, it's another platform for skateboarding. Like, yeah, I know it's corporate and, like, you know, you'll get the bigger brands jump on it and whatever, but it's it's just another platform. It's a way for sponsored skateboarders to make money. It's a way for, like, you know, it's a way for more people to see skateboarding and understand skateboarding. Like, not necessarily you see someone in the street, they're not going to understand skateboarding when they see you skateboarding down a... 12-step handrail, they're going to be like, they're just going to think, oh, what a bunch of idiots. But now I feel like people understand it more because it's been on, well, it's been in the Olympics, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of giving it a more legitimate, like, a more legitimate, like, uh, like, I don't know, like, better, like, people see it as more of a legitimate thing rather than just a load of kids playing skateboarding. Now it's, like, seen as a, you know, a sport, a culture, like, an art or whatever you want to call it. Like people kind of are kind of seeing that more like normal people who don't skate are kind of seeing that more now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, I mean, we couldn't get a much bigger platform than that if we tried really, could we? No, it's like, you know, I know loads of people that say to me, like when I'm at work, like, and people are like, Oh, do you see skateboarding in the Olympics? It's like people who don't even care about skateboarding watched it in the Olympics. Hmm. So it's like it's just another platform. They're not necessarily going to go out and watch Tampa Am or Tampa Pro or Street League, but they're going to watch the Olympics because it's the Olympics, you know. I think the I think one of the things that got me was I went, you know, like after after the men's park and female park, there was kind of not really much. It like you know, it was a for us skateboarders. We were like, wow, that was pretty cool. I think for me, I kind of forgot it was Olympics because I'm so used to watching that stuff that it was just like, oh, yeah, it's a skateboard competition. And every now and then I had to remember, like, oh, my God, this is the actual Olympics I'm watching. This is a skateboarding competition at the Olympics. That's pretty mental. It's crazy. Like, I think, yeah, it's crazy. Like, it's it's only going to help skateboarding. And obviously it's going to be in the next Olympics. Well, I I think the thing that got me was that after Sky Brown got her bronze... I went into like a shop the next day and she was on the front page of every single newspaper that I saw. Like, like I, like I noticed it and I thought, oh, that's a lot of news. But then I started looking and looking and I couldn't find one newspaper that didn't have one national newspaper that didn't have a picture of her. It may not have been the lead story, but definitely her picture was on the front cover of every single newspaper. Yeah, like that's rad. Like if you mm. think about it, how how male dominated has skateboarding been for so long? Right. You know, and in the last like what five or six years, I could be wrong, maybe longer than that. But like, female skateboarders definitely started to pick up. And now, and now you go to a skate park, you're guaranteed to see a young girl skateboarding or you know a woman skateboarding or whatever like because they see sky brown for example the young girls and see sky brown skateboarding and think well i can do that too it's not just seen as a male sport anymore you know which i think is really good like it's, everyone can do it can't they yeah it's kind of been, kind of been publicized now by seeing sky brown and by having the women skateboarding on the on the olympics that's kind of helped i feel like that's helped skateboarding in general just become more popular and, you know, it, 
opens people's eyes to more to skateboarding more and gets people into it, which I think is cool, you know. Because I've often thought that that is that is part of. I I know that you guys, as pro and sponsor skateboarders, part of your job in inverted commas is to create media, which is obvious. But then part of the job of that media is to inspire people in skateboarding, whether it be beginners or existing skateboarders. Definitely. And I feel like, and I feel like it's just opening the doors. Like I know it's like not necessarily the chorus thing or like, you know, there's not the chorus brands behind it or whatever, but it's just like, then it's paying skateboarders. It's, it's making, it's being able to like, if you look at the people in the Olympics, it's like they get, they get to skateboard every single day and that is their job and that like that's helping skateboarders and that's supporting your favorite skateboarder or whatever so it's just like you know it's i think it's rad it's helping skateboarders it's helping skateboarding you know it might not be everyone's cut it might not be to everyone's taste but like it doesn't stop it doesn't stop people from going skateboarding like people can have their views and whatever but that, that is skateboarding is it everyone has their different views on what's cool what's not cool and that's kind of why skateboard why skateboarding's rad you know Oh my god, do they ever? Ev- ev- everyone has their own view, don't they? Exactly, everyone has their own view, and like, and no view's wrong, because like, no one's ever wrong, because skateboarding is what you, like, skateboarding is what is to you what it is to you, like, but skateboarding to me is different to what it is to you, so it's just like, you know, it, it's you- kind of like, it's kind of a perfect thing, really, because no one can ever be wrong. You just, as long as you're all going out skateboarding and having fun, then you're not doing, you know, you're doing it right. I think. Nice. Nice. Is the Olympics something that you aspire to? Is that something you want to be part of? Like, it wouldn't like. I wouldn't say aspire, like, because obviously when I started skateboarding, it wasn't because of the Olympics, and I started skateboarding because I it's just because I sucked at like football or. Whatever, like I just do, had no interest in playing football, and I had no interest in all this stuff. So it was just like, and then I saw skateboarding, and I was like, "Wow, I want to do that. It looks cool." Like, but if if the opportunity came around, I like, I don't know if I could compete on that level because that is like that is next level, like, like next level skill that some of those people have skating the Olympics is like ridiculous. It's like you know, it's the top level of skateboarding. So. But if I had the opportunity to try and skate in some events, I'd definitely be up for it. You know, I wouldn't say no to it. And because, correct me if I'm you've got to go through a whole qualifying process, right? You've got to, like, go out to different world skate events and qualify with enough points to get into the qualifying ranks to get out there in the first place, right? Yeah, I believe so. It's like, from what I understand, like, I kind of like put my toe in to it um in the last like, this Olympics kind of like I skated the UK champs and won that in 2019 and then that kind of helped me get a bit of a foot in the door to be able to skate like the SLS like open qualifier in London at Bay 66 and that kind of thing and then I got asked if I could do a few more events and but unfortunately I just couldn't afford to do it it was going to cost way too much for me to be able to travel here there and everywhere um or, you know, all around the world, it just so it unfortunately didn't happen, you know. And there wasn't the funding, there wasn't the funding from Skateboard GB to support it because they already had their supported guys. Um, so if the opportunity comes up and I can get some funding to go, or if 
you know, I can save up enough money to go for the next one. I definitely, you know, like to skate a few events just to travel and skate the events. You know. Yes. I feel like it's an opportunity, no matter no matter what. Like at the end of the day, if it's if you're getting if you're going to another country to skateboard, like you can't say no to that. You know. No, no. It's like you say. It's a great opportunity to get out and actually meet some other skateboarders and get to some events and test yourself in a new arena against against some different people. Yeah, and, like, you get to meet all these new people. Like, when I skated in the Street League, I met, like, when I skated in the this, uh, the SLS Open in a bay, it was, like, I met so many different people from all over the world. And, like, I met, I was skating next to some of my favourite skateboarders. I met new, like, new favourite skateboarders. Like, you know, it... It's kind of like it is just something I'd like to do for the opportunity to do it and meet all the meet people and just skate. Really, like I'm not, I don't really care like what it is. I'm just happy to be out skateboarding. You know. Nice, nice. What are you doing for work at the moment, Joe? At the moment, I'm currently running my own business, so that's a bit stressful. Um, like build, like kind of like fencing. Um handyman kind of like laboring kind of that kind of job and right. building stuff like that um so i've just been doing that like i had i've been working for people for like you know since i left school i've been working for people and then in the last like year i've kind of gone off on my own because i never could stay anywhere for very long because i would go off and skateboard for two weeks and you know not work and then that would annoy people or and they wouldn't ask me back or whatever. They'd want me full-time and I didn't want to work full-time in the summer because I wanted to skate. So they'd sack me or whatever. So I've decided to go off on my own, start my own business. And, like, so currently for the last, like, year, I've been doing my own business, like, building fences and, you know, doing like, building with other people, subcontracting, stuff like that. So uh, a bit more freedom, but also a lot more work than I realised it would be, you know. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I'm hearing that it's going to give you the flexibility that you're looking for, but, I mean, if you're busy, does that mean at least you've got some money coming in and you can afford to get out like, on skate trips and do stuff now? Like, yeah, it's like, I'm working, but, like, fuck. Like, the business side of it, like, I'm paying, like, my insurance, I'm paying on my ins- my public liability insurance, I'm paying, like, my car, I've got a, va- a van and a car now because I don't want to ruin my car. Um, like working so I've got like a van that I bought for like 900 pound I've got like you know paying to insure that that's like that's nearly 500 pounds just to insure it the tax is like ridiculous like, you know that's over 100 pound and then like you're you, you insuring like your public liability insurance you're looking at like 300 pound probably for that like so it's like you got a lot of money going out but I have enough to like I have enough to survive you know and have enough to put some diesel in the car you know, because I don't work, I work as much as I possibly can while yeah. also trying to as well. So it's, I'm in a better money situation than I was, but it's still like, you know, it's still early, early times and I've sunk a lot of money into starting a, my own thing to try and have flexibility. So I hope, hopefully I'll start seeing some profit at some point, but um, as long as I've got enough to pay for some skateboard competitions and I've got enough to, travel and film i'm happy you know good man good good and talking of events and competitions what have you got coming up this year well like you know you never you never truly know until 
until it till like a week before I've always found out or like you know as a month before or whatever but so far that I know I've definitely got on I've got a competition at float a skateboard GB competition at Flow Skate Park I think this month which is like the 19th right of the, I think and then you've got the UK champs which is April so yeah. I've, I've applied for that I haven't heard back from it yet but hopefully I get in like no, I've applied for it. That's in London. That's at Bay 66, right? For the street? Yeah, that's going to be yeah. Bay 66. So hopefully I hear back from that. And then um, NAS as well. I know NAS hit me up and um, sent me the invite to the NAS COP, like the the um, Invitational Skate Comp. So I've applied. I've also sent my like registration off for that as well. So hopefully though, hopefully the UK champs and NAS will be on the, on the list of comps I'm going to this year, which will be good. Nice. Hopefully COVID doesn't cancel them again or whatever. Oh so. my god, yeah, what an absolute ball ache that was. Well, I was invited to the twenty twenty or was it the twenty 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 one UK champs and like two weeks before it I got hurt. Yeah. So I was invited because I had like a special it was like the top like the top like the top ten or whatever it was from the well twenty nineteen was doing the was allowed to skateboard in the um, UK champs in 2021 because it was like all got to be all COVID like regular got to go along with the COVID regulations and um, pretty much like two weeks before I did it I like broke my tailbone and like could barely walk and then like I was fine then I was like I was an idiot skated like broke it two weeks before didn't realise just thought I bruised it right you know I, like, I kind of hit it and was like, oh, it's sore. And if you ever hit your tailbone, it's sore for ages, but you don't, Yeah. you know. It sort of heals, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, I hit it mildly two weeks before, and then about a week, no, sorry, about, like, another week or something before, I, like, sacked this handrail and just fully just, I definitely, if I didn't break it the first time, I definitely broke it the second time. Right. I just couldn't do anything. So I was a bit like, and then I had to phone them up and be like, "Yeah, I'm hurt. I can't do it." Which was kind of, it's kind of sucked because it was the only contest that happened kind of mm. for like a year. So it kind of sucked, but you know, it happens, doesn't it? It's skateboarding. But as it stands, <laughs> as it stands at the moment, without wanting to ruin it, you're injury free right now, are you? Um, at the moment, I'm currently dealing with this ankle injury. You're right. Um, but I'm skateboarding. I'm just having to be a bit wise and pick my battles a bit more wisely right um but i've been paying i've been going to physio i've been having cryotherapy on it like i've been spending a lot of money on like just getting it back to normal which is helping because i'm nearly back to 100 percent, you know so right. it's like i'm having my pro but like, i'm having the physio done with the guy from who does cambridge united football club he like he looks after me helped me with my knee and he helped me with he's helping me with my ankle now yeah, you've been working with him for a couple of years, right? At least. Yeah, like, I've been, what, it was 2020 when I hurt my knee, and then I've been working with him for that, for, well, that, that took eight months to recover from, because that was quite a bad injury. And then, like, I worked with him very closely, and then I've kind of just, like, worked with him on any small niggling injuries, or, like, you know. And then my ankle, and I rolled my ankle, and I've got the hot pocket, and I've been working with him to get it better, and... You know, so he's pretty impressed with the progress of what of how it's been. So I reckon, hopefully, by kind of this well, hopefully 
like soon I'll be able to start without pushing it too far yet be able to start jumping downstairs again and skating big rails and so on sweet so it's just it's just making sure I'm 100% before I try and yeah. do it and yeah, mess yeah. myself up again or whatever so it's uh, I guess it's fine isn't it? you've got to pay to play when you skateboard that's the deal that is the deal <laughs> Right, well, it's uh, it's Tuesday night. I know you've just come in from work. You very kindly have just immediately got on the phone to me, so I'm going to leave you to... Uh, what, no what, worries, what, it's always a pleasure, I don't mind. What will be your wind-down routine now for the night? Nice little bubble bath, some candles, some scented candles. Nah, like, <laughs> I've got to get like back to work tomorrow, so get the batteries out for the tools, charge the batteries up, eat. Then I'll probably just chill and watch skateboarders all night, to be honest. Like, nice. You know, like, if... And normally, I'd skateboard, like, if I wasn't on the phone, like, I work, like, tonight I'm having a rest night, but, like, normally... Normally, like, I'd go straight from work to the skate park. Okay. Like, and just skateboard till nine o'clock, and then come home, charge your batteries, eat and go to sleep, and then wake up again. Right. So, like, not, like... I'm having a day off today, but normally it'd be like work, straight to the skate park, skateboard till the lights turn off, and then go home, charge the batteries, get out of bed, do the same thing again tomorrow. It's the life of a skateboarder, man. That's what we do, isn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's hard. It can be hard work, but it can, it's also fun. Like, I wouldn't have it any other way, you know what I mean? Yeah. Better than sitting at home watching the X Factor. Exactly. I wouldn't have it any other way. I love I love skateboarding. I love you know. I wouldn't wouldn't not want to be skateboarding just because of work. Like I work too fun my skateboarding. You know, if I didn't have skateboarding, I think I would. I would just feel like I wouldn't have anything to work for. You know. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, it's just like I still I can't afford to move out. So I still live at home or whatever. So it's just it's kind of it's kind of like it's nice to have something to motivate like I kind of skateboarding motivates me to go to work and build a fence or dig a hot dig a three foot hole or whatever I've got to do you know yeah because I know um, with this work I can go skateboarding and I can afford to go skateboarding good for you man good for you that you're like self-sufficient like that as well that's it's a really good it, example like, yeah like don't get me wrong like, if I could ever earn a living skateboarding or if, if if I ever got if I ever got made pro or if any of my companies did that that would be rad like, that would be amazing but like for now it's like I'm happy working and doing whatever just to fund skateboarding you know cool like it's you know it's kind of like to be paid to skateboard would be amazing and it'd be rad but if I don't get paid to skateboard I'm happy working and skateboarding you know it's not yeah you know it's still, I'm still lucky enough to be sponsored and, you know, get all my stuff given to me and whatever, so I can't really complain. Right, well, on those uh, on those words of wisdom, I will leave you to go and get some eat, some food and to, to eat and to chill out, man. I know, man. It's like saying invoices now. I've got to do invoices first, then I can have food and chill out. Oh, God. That's, God. The, next, that's the next job. I've got to do invoices tonight and then... Well, good. Get uh, that done. Then you can get it paid. But yeah. Get it done. You know the deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's all fun. Right, Joe. Thank you very much for your time, man. Yeah, no worries at all, man. Anytime. Well, you know, I'm always happy to do this.
Yeah, you know, you know, you're always welcome. So yeah, we'll catch up with you and see how you're getting on, and uh, hopefully, I'll see you at some events and I'll collar you then as well. And see how you got no, on. No, no, you know, if you come up, you know, if you come up and ask me how to do one, you know, I'll always say yes. I don't think I've ever said no. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're good like that. You're a good. Yeah, you're good. You're a good ambassador. You're good, man. I'm happy. Like at the end of the day, I'm just grateful to be in the pl- in the position I'm in. So it's like if you want to talk to me for. 15 minutes an hour however long they talk to me it's like you know without people like you or you know people like my sponsors i wouldn't be in the position i'm in so i've always got to take the time to do these things because it's like without people like you without my sponsors i wouldn't be where i am would i so i've always got to i've always got give some love back you know it works both ways because without you answering these questions i would just be some uh annoying idiot or speaking into a mic with, with no one else to talk to. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Right, Joe, thank you very much. Say goodbye, man. Yeah, yeah no worries. Yeah, thanks very lot, Brett. Appreciate it.